This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Yeah, well, I, I, I realized my left was in my right, and my right was in my left. I don't know if it matters, but I just noticed it. Okay. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. It's all about comfort. All right. You know, we don't really do a stereo show. That, that's fine. Well, now I'm more comfortable since I switched my headphones. All right. Well, good. Well, let's get to the phrase that you've said uh, 440 oh. times or whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am, of course, your dearly studying host, as always. I'm joined by the joined uh, by the button lover, Josh Roca. That was such an endearing intro. Yeah, yeah. Well, Josh, you're an intro fighting, fighting with your headphones. I was uh, a little distracted. I was going through your past um, ten years of emails to look for anything that I could get you get you replaced and get a new co-host. Uh, but so far, nothing's come up yet. Nope. So you're gonna just have give me a little to, more time. You're gonna have to leave me in that ring of honor. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's not get into that topic. I think that's a little, uh, anything with cancer, cancel culture stuff. I just never really want to discuss. Well, it, it was a little it's bit just, wild because yeah, I don't want to discuss it with you either because right, let's discuss it a little bit because I think it, it was, got wilder today. Well, the wild part to me was Lamar Jackson. This was just an insane game and they kept on wanting to talk about, uh, this guy, John Gruden. And yeah. I'm like, I want to talk yeah. about Lamar Jackson. I don't want to talk about John Gruden. Well, and and today the Bucks release a statement about how this goes against what they believe in, so we have to remove him from the ring of honor. But they oh, have the Bucks, yeah. Huh? Oh, oh, the Buccaneers the Bucks. did. I didn't the see that. The Buccaneers did. The Buccaneers did. I didn't see that. Okay. But they've got Antonio Brown playing on his their team. Uh, I think a bit of a double standard there. There's a huge double standard there. You can't. You're, you're mad at a guy because of something he wrote in an email ten years ago, but Antonio Brown is playing on your team. I don't know. I was just mad that they didn't talk about the Ravens. They talked about John Gruden. I don't even care about that news story. I care about the Ravens' epic comeback. Uh, well, they're talk- Ravens are starting to get a little bit of hype because of next week's game. Because it's two four and one teams playing next week. Yeah, but this has been a wild season, though, Josh. Because I feel like the Ravens are closer to kind of a one and four team <laughs> than they are to a four and one team myself. Yeah, if we're just going to jump straight into sports. Now, this team, that first half of this team was ugly. Nothing else to say about it, but it was ugly. And I was like, oh, we're embarrassed. We have fallen apart. The injuries have caught up. This team's over. And then Lamar, this team lives or dies by Lamar, which is true. But I guess you got to also give a lot of credit to Mark Andrews last night. Steps it up and sets up, like, career numbers. It's unbelievable. Yeah, well, the wild thing is, is yeah, the Colts are not a very good team. Right. And we made him look really good. But the wild thing is, this is what we do as seemingly every week. I mean, the Lions are one of the worst teams, the worst team you could argue, uh, in the NFL. And it took a 66-yard field to, to beat them. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs 
proven to be not maybe as good as people thought. We could barely beat them. Yeah. The Raiders, right? Uh, the dysfunctional Raiders beat us. I mean, you could. The only team that we look good against is Denver, and then the Steelers whoop up on Denver. So maybe Denver's not very good. We. I mean, I think we looked good against the Chiefs. I mean, I know the Chiefs got beat up this week by the Bills, but the Chiefs are still a good team. So I'm going to count I, that. I guess it took a miracle, though, by a, you know, by a way of causing the fumble. It took a miracle kind of fumble to win that game. So yeah, but, very easily could be one. You're right. You're right. I think you could pick one play. But that's almost every football game. All the football games no. in the league have been super close this year. No, but not like the Ravens. This has been a funky, funky Ravens season. Yeah, I saw. I did see a Redskin fan post last night on, I think it was Facebook, about how he's irritated. It was either last, late last night or it might have been this morning. How he is irritated with the Ravens because every bounce seems to go the Ravens' way. They always get the ref calls. They always get... The That's refs look the, look the blind way when the time runs out. The, the Ravens yep. get away with all this crap, and the Redskins get away with nothing. The Washington football team. The Washington yeah, football it, team. Yeah, and it's true this year. It's absolutely true. Every <laughs> single every break this year has gone the Ravens' way. Yeah, even the injury breaks. Well, yeah, as in that's right. Bones. All the breaks and all the tears have yeah, gone the Ravens' exactly. way. Breaks and tears, Ravens' way. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh... But it sure makes the Ravens fun to watch. You know, you can't go to sleep. You can't on Monday night game. I don't care what the score is. Like, I knew. I was like, oh, crap. We're getting blown out, but I can't go to sleep because it's Lamar and you just don't know. And that's what I was explaining to someone. Like, and it was you and I. At some point, we got to backtrack to you and I spent a bunch of time together this weekend. But it was you I was talking to, I believe. Or no, it was someone up in Maryland about Heineke. And I was like, I know the Redskins are bad, but he's fun to watch. So you end up watching the game if you're a Redskins fan. Yeah. And you got that with Lamar, except we're winning games. Yeah. And Lamar, I mean, at the same Lamar's time, not good as Heineke's a better player than Lamar, but yeah. At the same point. time, how irritating was Lamar with like two fumbles? Yeah. Like goal line fumbles. Like that game almost fell apart because of Lamar. Yeah, but but he also um, has but the highest the, completion percentage ever for a guy throwing over 400 yards. He the also most a, yards ever by a Raven quarterback. Yeah, he was just an absolute absolute stud, and he did it all—not all of it. He did most of it with his arm, which yeah. uh, haters take note. Yeah, I know he was hitting Mark Andrews. He was hitting Marquise Brown. Somehow Lamar this year has even made uh, Duvernay look good. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you what, Marcus Brown looks amazing. He's um, so much. He he's also he's like fun. doing the thing now where he catches the ball and he's trying to run upfield and score. Yeah, like he's not doing the thing he used to do where he just kind of lay down on the ground right, or run out of bounds. Like he's trying to juke people and get in the yep. end zone. I mean, I don't think he had it. What I mean, he did all his damage in the second half. It was just incredible. Two touchdowns, yeah. one hundred twenty-five yards. Every everything the Ravens did last night was in that second half. Yeah, it was impressive. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah, so we'll see. But, we'll see next week. But uh, I mean, but they they got some stuff to figure out. They got some stuff to figure out. But it's oh, good. Yeah. But they're in a good position. Um, great, you know. great little home stretch here. Tough, tough game next week. But yeah, you can't complain when you're four and one. Sorry. It, yeah. Here's what you know. What this weekend really did, and it keeps going more and more. Is it makes you appreciate Justin Tucker? Yep. Because yeah, I was the, watching. The yeah, Colts, we were watching that Bengals. Green Bay game. That was yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that's the that's the biggest example where neither team could kick, and then the Bengal quarterback or the Bengal kicker thought he made it and celebrated, which is a bad look. But then even in the Colts game, the Colts were missing kicks. Yeah, and dri- and driving down there, I didn't have a confidence in the Colts kicker to make it. Like I knew we were still in the game. Where yeah. if it was reversed and the Ravens had Tucker, I was like, okay, this would this right. would be a done done game if they just had different kickers there at the end of the game. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, this away kid, I mean, he's a rookie and making huge impacts on this team. Yeah. He, yep, has, a bright, was, he has a bright future. And that was a controversy. He didn't have the sack numbers with Penn State, but that's yeah. looking like a pretty, pretty good deal right now. Yeah. That last, with that end of the first round pick. Yep. If he can build on that, it's going to be fun. Yeah. All right. We got some Orioles news to get to today. Orioles released a couple pitchers. We got to talk 40-man roster. We got to talk our kind of potential arbitration numbers, who's coming back, who's not coming back, possible trades. Yep. Uh, the the offseason really kicks off at, at the end of the World Series. 
the playoffs are becoming more and more unwatchable. Yeah, yep. What is this Red Sox-Astros nonsense? Yeah, I mean... Who do you root for on that one? It sucks. The Rays clearly had the best regular season and just could not get past the Red Sox. Yeah. Do you buy the argument that the Rays only had the best regular season because they just destroyed the Orioles? Because they played the Orioles? No, because the Red Sox also played the Orioles just as much. Yeah, but I think it was like 18-1 and or something, the Rays went against the Orioles, and that's why they had the record they did. But they both got the same same number of matches against the Orioles. Right, I understand. I I think it's complete crap that everyone's making a big deal of the catwalk because a Red Sox player hit the catwalk down in Tampa when we've been struggling with that issue for years with Chris Davis. Yeah. So, um, what about the uh, ball off the knee for the ground roll double? Yeah. Um, DJ Stewart said on Twitter the next time he gets a ball out there and the runner's going to score from third, he's going to check the ball into the stands. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it sucks. The guy was like, what, two steps from third base and they wouldn't give him the extra base? Yeah. It's just weird. It's, weird it's just rules. a stupid rule. Yeah. I bet uh, they change in the offseason. They probably do. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've been having trouble getting into the playoffs anyway. Yeah. Um, and well, this, is, this is a great kind of sport season. We got the NFL and and full, you know, full go. We got the college football, and then we got you know baseball, October baseball, and there's been some yeah. good games, extra inning games, exciting games. All I know is I'm rooting for the National League. So give me the exactly. National League over yes. any of these bum teams in the American League. Yep, I agree with you. Right there with you. I'm a Brewers guy. I told you that last week. Yep. And if they lose, I'm a Giants guy. Yeah, the Brewers are in trouble. They're down 2-1 two, two, right now. So. Yeah, I know. I know. I might be a Giants guy in a couple of days. Yeah, and then you might be a, 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 a Braves guy. You might be going through your teams. And then if it's Dodgers, Yankees, uh, or Dodgers, Red Sox, I'm not going to watch. I'm yeah. out. I mean, I root for the Dodgers, and I hate that because they're the evil empire of the West with their I would. big payroll. I, I would. But, but I don't I, Boston yeah. wins. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I just won't watch. If it's yeah. down to those two. All right, so let's start here. After the World Series, okay, the Orioles have to take their guys on the IL, the sixty-day that sixty-day IL, yeah, and put them back on the forty-man roster, right? Because right now we have like forty guys on our active roster, yeah, and that includes Keegan Aiken, Hunter Harvey. Travis Lakin, Jorge Lopez, Jorge Mateo, and DJ Stewart, six guys that are not part of that 40-man because right, they're they on the 60-day IL. So yeah. you would have to get rid of six spots right. to fit six, these six guys okay. on the 40-man. And to gotcha. make it more complicated, Josh, you know, you also have rookies coming up. Um, I mean, sorry, minor leaguers who – who have to be protected or they could be picked by other teams in the Rule 5 draft. That list includes D.L. Hall, Adam Hall, Kyle Bradish, Robert Newstrom, Kevin Smith. Um, So there's a bunch of guys, too, that we're going to protect some of those guys. We'll definitely protect Hall and Bradish. And I I think there's a good chance we protect um, Hall and Adam Hall and Kevin Smith and Robert Newstrom. Um, and so that all of a sudden, that's five plus six, 11 guys to protect who currently aren't on the 40-man. Oh, and by the way, Orioles like to keep open a spot or two for the Rule 5. Oh, also, by the way, if the Orioles sign any free agents, they'll have to make room for them. So I think the, the 40-man question to me, Josh, is looking like uh, one of the biggest storylines going the offseason. And we're going to have some answers starting with right after the, the World Series. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, there's also some guys on the 40-man that clearly you say, all right, well, this guy would be an easy scratch. I mean. Um, well, right now, um, I think uh, Matt Harvey, well, no, he's on the IL, so never mind. He's not he's even on the 40-man. Yeah. No. But he's but, a free uh, agent, so he's not on there, yeah. But, like, mm, no, Matt, Matt Harvey is currently on the 40-man. No, he's not on the active. Right, because he's on the IL. Gotcha. And once he goes off the IL, I assume either they'll try to resign him or just let it, let him walk. I think, I think you might see a guy like Chris Ellis let go. 
I think Fernando Abad. He's been he pitched well for us in this season. I know he did. Fernando Abad. Abad. Yeah. That's a guy you could get rid of. Um But I just Paul, gave you like eleven think, names, Josh. And I you're strongly Paul, give me two. I think Paul Fry's an interesting take. He really struggled this second half. Um and he's getting older. Um hmm. Jorge Lopez. I think you kind of look at this by age, and you take some of the older guys, like Pedro Severino. Do you really need Sev on this team anymore? Well, and, and, he, and, and this is the other story, so let's go there real quick, and we can kind of come back to this discussion. Um, but also released by MLB Trade Rumors, I saw released um, projected salary arbitration for next year. Right, because that's going to clear some of these guys off the 40-man. Yes, money. not all of these guys will receive contracts. And it might be, one, it might be your boy. Um, so let's, so let's go through, through the list real quick. We'll start at that biggest, we'll start at the smallest number and work our way up. All right. And tell me, uh, what do you think the Orioles will or should do? Um, and that's, we can go with trade, cut or sign. Okay. Travis, uh, not Travis, Travis Scott. Um, uh, Tanner Scott, $1 million. Uh, he's really cheap. Sure, but I also don't know if anyone would pick him up. I uh, will. I'll sign him for one million dollars. Yeah, I agree. I think he's close to a lock. Just because his stuff, it's hard to replicate that stuff. Though, he's got he's got enough stuff that someone else will try to take him and fix him. Oh yeah, and it's um, like if we're gonna bring in some new pitching coaches, maybe let's give him a million dollars. That's not much money in baseball. Yeah, I think there's zero chance he's non-tendered. I think there's like a small chance that maybe they trade him, um, but I think most likely they they re-sign him and try to fix him because he's like freaking Jekyll and Hyde out there with his final strike zone. All right, next guy, Paul Fry, one point one million dollars. Uh, he is gone. Yeah, I think it's very possible he's gone, which is crazy to think about. The first half of this year, we first half we thought he was the trade guy. Yeah. But uh, we had no interest for – no one had any interest for him when he was pitching well, and now he's done. So – or at least he didn't look good that second half. There's no reason to pay him $1.4 million. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I think that's – yeah, it's unlikely. You can find another guy to do what he did for a million dollars. Um, next guy, Pat Vileka, $1.3 million. Gone. Oh, I'm here shaking my head. Last year he made eighty eight hundred seventy five thousand dollars, which is like good for you, Pat. Yeah, <laughs> I know exactly. that he made that he, much money. But and that's exactly that's the problem with Pat is there's no reason he should be making more than a million dollars. He's a utility guy, and he's not even your top utility guy. Yeah, he's your he's your he's a classic kind of four A guy. Yeah, he's a guy you bring in because of injury. Yeah, and you don't pay them one point four million or whatever you just said one point three. Oh, there's no chance. I mean, I think it's very unlikely he finds. Nope. He's on a major league roster next year. He signs <laughs> yeah. a minor league deal somewhere next yeah. year. Yeah. If if he gets his one point four million, he has some pictures of Mike Elias. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's he he's he gone. The next guy, this one to me, is I think an interesting one. Jorge Lopez. Yeah. One point five million dollars. Yeah. This is more telling to me about what the Orioles, what they want to do with pitching. Um, I think if you're not going to bring, if you're not going to sign a veteran, if you're not going to bring up some young guys, you need Lopez. If the plan is sign a veteran, if the plan is bring up Grayson, you don't need Lopez and can save some money because he's not worth that money. The problem is what do you put in his place? And I would rather have that money spent on bringing in a veteran because I don't think Horpe is worth that money. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the only reason I think maybe he is, I think maybe the Orioles found a little bit something at the end of the season when he was really effective in a bullpen role. So I really want to see a right. year of of Lopez in the back in your bullpen. And given the fact that we talked about Fry is probably gone, there's also several other relievers that are probably gone. Um, you know, the the kind of the atrociousness of our bullpen this past year. That's something, by the way, 
you know, we had kind of some high hopes for, you know, the way Valdez started off. Plucko looked really good at the beginning of the year. Fry looked great. Scott looked great. It's really kind of amazing how almost every bullpen arm kind of just imploded. Um, but Jorge Lopez looked good at the end of the year. So I think um, not as a starter, I don't want him starting any more baseball games, but I like the idea of Lopez as a back end, you know, seventh inning type guy, seventh or eighth inning guy yeah. um, for the Orioles. So, yeah, I hope they pick but, up the $1.5 million. But is he worth $1.57 to try out in the bullpen? Well, when, yeah, when your other options are, I mean, what, what are your options with the Orioles? You, you, your options are either to sign bullpen arms, which will cost right, more that's than cost more. Jorge Lopez, okay. or to keep on running out there um, this kind of carousel of terrible pitchers. Um, and not terrible pitchers, but your, you know, your guys who we don't think will be here next year, like your, right. your, um, All right. Zach, your, uh, Watts, your Spencer Watkins or your, your Connor Wades. Um, yeah, all right. You got me. If he is going in as a bullpen guy, because you want to see what you got this year out of the bullpen for a full year, I will accept that. Yeah, I, I mean, how okay many good bullpen money. arms do you have right now? I mean, Cole Salser, if you like him, maybe. But I, but I would also present to him and try to get it more like 1.2 and say, hey, we're going to give you a little less to give you a shot in the bullpen. We're not going to pay you starter money. You'll get your 1.2. Yeah, and that, that's an interesting point because I don't know how these negotiations work, but, like, he made 586000 last year. Right. Um, so what the way it goes is the Orioles it's – the, it's like a court case, and the Orioles present why he's not worth that much money. His representation shows why he's worth even more money, and then the mediator helps them settle in the middle. But, Josh, do you think it's based more off of, like, in the arbitration, does it – so here's what will happen. Will, will his people say he started 25 games for us, starters make more money? Yes. And the Orioles will say, yes, but his future value with us is as a bullpen arm. Does he get – well, my question is, does he make that money based on what he did last year or based on kind of his role next year. Well, that's that's what they need to come to an agreement is the Orioles will push on the future, his and the weak spots and his representation will point on the uh, on the bright spots and then they'll settle somewhere in the middle. Right. All right, next guy. Pedro Severino Set to make three point one million dollars. He's gone. He is not worth three point one million dollars. Yeah, not, he made one point eight two five this year, and he wasn't worth that. No, he was bad this year. Yeah, he's gone. The problem is, Josh. In our organization, we have no other catchers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we exactly. going to do, with catcher? Uh, well, um, clearly the move is you bring up. Adley Rushman, and Austin wins as his backup. Yes, that's, now, that, that's the situation. Now, here's, here's – I wanted to bring this up about Adley because I read this article earlier today about the CBA because we've been talking about how the CBA is going to be a big storyline this offseason. Sure. And uh, this article I was reading said part of the issue is if a CBA deal is not reached this offseason, then ownership and everything's going to go into the season and be fearful of a work stoppage. Sure. If they're fearful of a work stoppage, they're not going to put their star players, star rookies, on the 40-man and put their star players up in the majors because if there's a work stoppage, those players cannot play where the minor league players are still playing. So when, when you've got guys like Adley and Grayson where it's important to get them at-bats and, and uh, appearances, you're – it's kind of risky to bring them in if there might be a work stoppage and they only get half a season in their first year. Won't they know that before the season starts, though? Were the you last, saying the season could start and then a work stoppage could happen after the season starts? The last strike in 94 was in, like, July. Mm. All right. That's interesting. I thought you were going to go with the logic where it would count as a full year of him on the team, thus we lose a year of team control in a year that he doesn't even play or something. I mean, that's part of it, too. Uh, the last baseball strike was on August 12th is when it started in 1994. 
So okay. okay. Yeah. I guess here's the interesting thing for me with, with Adley Rutschman. Um all that kind of aside, that CBA stuff aside, assuming right. that goes works you know, out. That works out. Um I think this is an interesting thing for Mike Elias because there I don't think you can paint a scenario where you have a prospect who is more ready for the majors Correct. than Adley Rutschman. He is a college guy who they said when he was when he graduated, his defense was there. His offense was there. He doesn't strike out. He walks as much as he strikes out. He has an advanced approach to the plate. He he has never, you know, they talk about how sometimes you jump up a level and you kind of backslide a little bit and then right. you, you you make the adjustment. There is no backsliding. Like he 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 hit the ground running at Bowie, he hit the ground running at Norfolk. Yep. There has never been a prospect more ready or as ready as Rutschman is for the major and, leagues. And there's no more, there's no more excuses. There's no more, re, re, there's no, not much reason. You're running out of reasoning that makes sense to not bring him to the major. Right. There's no, if you're Mike Elias in an interview, there's no honest answer you can give on why he's starting the season at Norfolk outside of, um, you know, manipulating his service time exactly. to a year of service there's, time. There's no baseball reason. There's business reason, yeah. but there's no benefit to Adley reason. Right. Um, and so I, I'm really curious to see, does, I mean, we saw this happen with um, Seattle this past summer and they got in trouble with it. I'm curious to see this past offseason. I'm curious to see, will Mike Elias put him in the majors or will he come up with some BS reason <laughs> exactly. to put him back at Norfolk? Because so far, Mike Elias is pretty good at not ticking off my BS reader, right? Like he's usually yeah. like pretty upfront and honest about things. And like, he's not a Dan Duquette kind of guy where the BS meters going crazy <laughs> all the time. Like right. Michael is pretty upfront and straightforward. Um, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's going to lie about it. Right. Um, I think this is why he's been staying kind of upfront. Like he'd be willing to start um, Adley Rutschman to begin opening day. And at this point, I'm kind of convinced that Michael, uh, that um, Adley Rutschman will be there opening day because <laughs> I don't know how Michael Elias will answer the question if he's right. not there opening day. The only and again, I'm there with you. I've been saying that for a while. Uh, the CBA has me a little worried because that makes a lot of sense to me. Is yeah. because suddenly that is something that is in Adley's interest to get yeah. a full season in. Yeah, but that's but how do you respond to that if you're Michael Elias? Well, no, we're not going to start him in the majors because there might be a work stoppage in July. You and have, you're not going to call him up to July because of potential work. Like you just. Because you can't know that, yeah. Um, but I think I, I can't see that happening. If we do not have a CBA agreement by February, all of the questions at spring training, as much as they're about players, is going to be about the CBA. Yeah, yeah. We'll know a lot more. I mean, in, it's, in, it's uh, come March. It's ni- ninety-four is a long time ago, but it's in our lifetime. Yeah, it's not. It's a and Michael enough that we all. It's not. Uh, yeah, he's a little younger barely, than us, but yeah, he barely, was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he probably saw me on TV. Yeah, um, enough. It's enough of a memory and enough that we all know what to expect from that. So there is going to be some fear among fans, among press, uh, that is going to have that conversation get stronger and stronger before spring training. Yeah. Next guy on the list. So we so. So far on this arbitration list, we decided Vileka, um, Fry, Scott. I'm not not Scott. I'm sorry, Vileka, Fry, Severino gone, and we're okay with Scott and Lopez. Yes. Next guy, gone. Means John means three point one million dollars. Is he gone, Josh? John means business. Yeah. Uh, well, first I'd like to thank Jimmy for shipping me this bobblehead. Got that in the mail Ooh, today. That's a good-looking bobblehead. Nice John Means business bobblehead. Was that an Orioles giveaway? Apparently, yeah, it was an Orioles giveaway. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah, I don't know when it was, but uh, Jimmy's been awesome at picking up bobbleheads for me at Orioles giveaways and sending my way. So I had to uh, swing by the kid's house. They got my and- Grayson Rodriguez. Oh, Bible I need to get, I, Yeah, I need that too. <laughs> Trade that baby in one day. But uh, I had to swing by the uh, the old house to get the mail, and there was a nice John Means business bobblehead there, so that was fun to pick up. And yes, John Means is worth every penny. You give it to him. 
Uh, would you consider uh, pursuing an extension with John Means? I would. I would, would you yeah. consider trading John Means? I would not. Okay. I would not. Unless his arbitration numbers are ridiculous, then you're going to listen to offers. But no, I think John Means, you extend him and say, hey, you're not going to be our ace forever, but we do want you part of this rotation forever. Yeah, he's early in his arbitration years. Not only forever, but for the next four years. He's affordable. Yeah. All right, next guy, making more than John Means, um, but not better than John Means, Anthony Santander at $3.7 million projected. Um, Josh, what do you do? I think this is a tricky one for the Orioles. That's a what lot do you of do money. With Santander, three point seven. What's he? What do he make this year? Uh, this year he made two point one. It's amazing. You have a better year last year. You had a terrible yeah. year this year, or just a average think, year this year. I think a pedestrian year, and you get a huge raise, almost think, double your salary. Yeah, sign me up for that job. I think you convince him to settle at three, and you point to the injury issues and the bad year. And all that, and you you get him to settle at three instead of three point seven. If you come come somewhere in the middle, three point seven is really high for Santander. Um, for a guy that we had penciled in for the future for this organization at the beginning of the season, and now we have questions about him. So I can't give him the three point seven. If he can get closer to three, I'm interested. Yeah, who cares, Josh? It's, we got no salary. You're talking about seven hundred thousand dollars. Who cares if you want him on the team? Give him three point seven. If you don't want him, then don't give him to you. I don't know. Why are we nickel and diming here? You got the money. Why nickel and diming? Either either you want the guy, or you don't want the guy, Josh. Do you want Santander on your team? Forget the money. I don't need Santander. No, right. he gone. Uh, my outfield is fine without him. Where are you at with him? Yeah, I think. I mean, I think he could be a surprise. Every every year we get some of these surprise non-tender candidates. Think yeah. guys who thought, oh, surely he's going to receive a contract, but he doesn't. Um, I, I, like a Hans Roberto over not to Nunez last year. Right. Um, I think the Orioles will try to trade him. Um, I don't think I, they'll be able to trade him. Right. And I think there is a chance. I would kind of put at 50-50. There's a chance he could be non-tendered. I'd um, say watch the Arizona Fall League for some hints. Because What's going to happen in the Arizona Fall League? Diaz is in the Arizona Fall League. Well, And, and Diaz think... did not get much time this year because of injury. Okay. And they really want to see if Diaz can make it. Okay. Well, there's a guy in the Arizona Fall League that will make it before Diaz, and that's a kid named Kyle Stowers. He'll make it before he does. Okay. Well, I, I feel with the outfield, I, we've got a lot of outfielders in the minor leagues. I, we're, com- we're both completely comfortable with Cedric Mullins and Austin Hayes in our outfield. And rotating through other people in that other spot. Would you rather see play every day next year, Ryan McKenna or Santander? Ryan McKenna. Would you rather play, watch play every day, Santander or a combination of Ryan McKenna and DJ Stewart? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, you got me. That's what you we're talking about here. I, I, um, I'm done with DJ Stewart. You are. I'm done with DJ Stewart. Okay. McKenna every day I'm good with. Okay. You I, think McKenna McKenna has every day. A, I think McKenna has a higher upside. Okay. Uh, and, yeah, so Santander is not on my team. Is Stewart on your team? No. I just He's not I'm even arbitration with, years yet. He's I just said I'm done money. with Stewart. Stewart, Stewart is Norfolk. All right. Next up on the list, one more guy. Okay. Trey Mancini. Listen to this number. $7.9 million, Josh. Yeah. You're nitpicking at the 700000 over there, 3 and 3.7. Yeah. Cedric, uh, Trey Mancini, $7.9 yeah. million. That's a big boy contract. Yeah, this is really this is a really interesting one. And last year, he went was his first year at arbitration, and he did not get a raise because he didn't play the year before, so they brought him back at the same salary. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, yeah, that's interesting, yeah. Because um, he literally didn't play, yeah. Okay. Right. So Last year, he was 4.75. Yeah. 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 Um, here's the deal with Trey. You don't give him that money. But you give him a two-year extension at, like, $6 million each. So you give him 12 for two instead of seven for one. All right. Because... We're still, and the way you 
do it. So, so you want him for two more years. That's surprising because when we talked last, Josh, it seemed like you want him for one more year, and then we'll see what happens. Now you're saying you want him for two more years. Two for 12 is better for you because it, it's a risky play because you're hoping that now that after a full season – Away, away from cancer, that he builds up his strength and he comes back strong because he definitely weakened as the season went on. He wore out. So you're still, it's still another gamble, but what it gives you is it gives you an affordable guy for two years, which makes it a really attractive trade candidate in February if you decide it's time to, if he's ha- in February, I mean in, in July. If he's yeah. doing really well, he will become extremely uh, curious out on the trade market. Where if he's arbitration and it's the last year, there's not much impact for to trade him for of a month. Where now you got him for a month and a year, and it gets pretty interesting. I hear what you're saying, Josh, but if I'm Trey Mancini, I'm 29 years old. You're telling me I can make eight million dollars this year, and now you're going to tell me, oh, here's two years for 12 years. Yeah, that's going to mean I could play this year for eight million. And you're telling me I can't go sign a one-year deal for four million dollars somewhere? Get out of here! I can sign. I can sign for a lot more than I mean, one year, four million dollars. There's there's still a big risk. You just beat cancer. Okay. It's a still a big risk. I and, know, Josh. You keep on trying to play the cancer you, card, and it but, gives you stability. It gives you stability of you know for two years you're here. You can buy that house in Annapolis. You're all good. You can relax. Two years for two years. You can buy a house for two years. I'm looking now at buying a house for like a year, maybe. Okay. No, no, you're not looking at moving from Florida, though, in a year. He, and, and he would be looking at moving to a different state to play for a different team in two years. You rent in two years. He's still a renter, Josh. You need to get him a four-year deal if you want him to stay. I no, think no, they you're pick wrong. up to $7.9 million, and he plays one more year with the Orioles, and then they see what happens next offseason. I think they try the two years, but we'll see. If they can't do a two-year deal, because if I'm Trey Mancini's agent, I'm saying don't do that two-year deal. It's dumb. If they can't do it, Josh, are you okay with Mike Elias? You, Josh, you turned into little Scrooge over there, Nickel and Diamond. <laughs> you're concerned. It's not even uh, your money. You're concerned about how much money Peter Angelos is. Yeah, you're I don't right. know if, if Peter, you're hey, working with Peter Angelos or something, but um, yeah, no, yeah, hey, uh, yeah, John, before you die, give me a call. Yeah, um, seven point nine million dollars. Are you okay with with that for Trey for next year? No, I'm not. Josh, what do you care? Who cares? Because I think you extend him. Because okay. I want that upside for trade. I will give him three years, fifteen million. I'll three years, fifteen four. million. But trade four? will say I'll do it for four. But that he wants four years. Yeah. Uh, four years, twenty million. That's a lot of money. Five million a year. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how these numbers work. That seems low for Trey Mancini. I don't know. I don't know. Trey Mancini is, we talked about Santander, but that's, if they cut him, that's not much of a surprise. Mancini, you got to also remember Mancini, you have a first baseman that should have gotten more respect for rookie of the year. Yep. So, and do I want Trey Mancini in my outfield every day? No. So... I'm not going to overpay for Trey Mancini. You're not paying for anybody else. Who cares? But I'm going to at some point. I just built a giant new stadium thing down in the Dominican Republic. That costs money. That's like one Trey Mancini year to build that house. I didn't, hey, I didn't see. I didn't see. How come I didn't see Buster Olney tweeting about that new facility in the Dominican Republic? I didn't see that. I, I missed that. <laughs> I don't know. Check John Gruden's emails about it. Yeah. No, but I, I mean, I think this year it makes sense. You have the money. I mean, there, there's no way the Orioles cut him or, or don't tender him a contract. There's uh, zero that, chance of that. I tend to agree. That's why I think they try to extend him. The only other option because extending him also gives them the good story, the good news story of that, and yeah. lets them play the cancer card in a positive way a little bit more. Because in arbitration, cancer card. Um, it's Josh, part um, of his story. In arbitration, those things get ugly. The Orioles are going to bring up the cancer card. Yeah, and, and so will but Trey Mancini saying, "Look at all the good I did for, for this community." Yeah. Well, don't get upset um, at me with bringing out the cancer card. No, I'm joking. Because last bring it week, out. last week you were like, "No more playing the Trey Mancini cancer card, Trey. You got to start performing." That's what you were all for last week. Oh, 
when the season starts, cancer card's gone. Yeah, that's what until, I'm uh, when you're talking money, the cancer card, you got to talk about it. Yeah. So, so just when it benefits you, I got you. Yeah. Um, so, the other possibility, Josh, is there any chance that that they trade him this offseason? No. Yeah, I agree. It's no. Very I th- we we had this conversation over the weekend with someone, and I, and we were both you and I both immediately said no. There's no trade value for Trey Mancini, unfortunately, the way the season ended. I, I, I don't like you saying it like that, Josh, though. I don't like it when you say it like that. <laughs> but I like no it when one you say, them. you know, the Orioles value Trey Mancini so much that they won't trade him. That's I like that story. The, the Orioles value him more than other teams. The Orioles value him more than other teams. There you go. That's and a nice they, way to put and it. And they have a nice chance of extending Trey Mancini. Yeah. But he has no value to any other team. Okay, so see, Josh, you can leave that. You don't have to say that. That's ugly, a low blow to front of our yeah. show, Trey Mancini. So, okay, fine. We we got those, whatever. I, I told you we need to clear 11 spots on our 40-man. One, two. We, we got rid of Valeca, Fry, Severino, and Santander in a surprise cut. One, two, three, four. That's four guys. Yep. So. Making room. We still we still got seven or eight more guys we got to get rid of. So yeah, there's a, a whole bunch there. of there's a whole bunch of names you don't know on that list. The Orioles mean? there's a whole bunch of guys who are on that list that are meaningless. On the uh, on the forty man. I don't think there are as many as you think there are. There were, um, what is his name? Travis Latkins, Trevor Latkins. Yeah, yeah. Is he stick around? I think he okay. does. Plutko, is he still in the 40-man? No, Plutko, and uh, this has also happened this past week, Plutko and Cesar Valdez have been cut. They're off See, the team. See, there's, there's two men. That, that you cleared two spots right there. No, Plutko. I wasn't. Though I didn't. I didn't they, they weren't on the list to begin with. They were already Okay. Gone. All right. I think there's some, like, guys. Um, yeah, you're talking about a bunch of relievers. Mateo. Guys like Connor Mateo. Wade. Guys like Spencer Watkins. Jamal Jones. Okay, if you want to go there. Tom Eshelman. <laughs> exactly. Um, Keegan Aiken. What? Yeah, I don't know Keegan Aiken either, but. <laughs> I know. I mean, uh, I think they're, and some of these guys, like, you're right, that maybe they pass through waivers. Like, yeah. a Ryland Bannon type, he's on our 40 man. A Calvin Gutierrez, he's on our 40 man. Right. And maybe they're like, they'll pass through waivers. I'm just saying there's going to be a lot of kind of tough decisions. There's and some. his team could look a little bit um, significantly different come next year. I, I Cause, hope just because of the 40-man tough decisions. And also, we're having this conversation, Josh, about tough decisions. Yeah. And we have the worst roster or top bottom third rosters in all of baseball. That's that's why it's not that tough of a decision. There's but, 20, but, there's 20 yeah. people on this 40-man roster that you could knock off and sign guys off waiver wires to fill their roles and be perfectly fine. But that's what I'm saying, Josh. I'm saying that we'll need to clear even more room because when the Tampa Bay Rays start removing some of the right. more pitchers, we like to scoop up other pitchers. So, you know, other teams are going to uh, put some guys on waivers that we're going to try to scoop up and yeah. put on. So there's going to be a ton of turnover there's... this offseason just preparing you kids. There's going to be a ton of guys who, who, who are and not on be. our 40-man next year. And there better be, because none of us are going to be happy if we roll out Tom Eshelman again, if we roll out these same guys. Yeah, and I, I don't think you will. I think there, I think a lot of them will be gone. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Good. Yeah. So so in that case, it's not that tough of a decision. Well, no, I still but think there's still, some tough decisions. It's still decisions that have to be made. Yeah. Yeah, specifically, I think, like, pitchers, you're right, but position players, there might be some tough like right. the Santander, well, that's the DJ Stewart. Arbitration is some interested. Arbitration will be some tough decisions, but clearing room on the 40 won't be too bad. I still think clearing room on the 40. I think there are going to be some surprises. Can't wait. All right. All right. I was all in a huff last offseason that we that we uh, got rid of Hans Alberto. Yeah. That would have been nice to have Hans and Alberto. Nunez. I was in a huff about him too. Don't yeah, care about Nunez. We could use Nunez. the lefty hit in second base. Alberto would have been nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Is that all the is that all the Orioles news? Yeah. Have, well, I mentioned Plucko and Valdez are gone. Have they um, signed Buck Buck Britton yet to Norfolk? They fired no, Norfolk's manager I, last week. My understanding goes he's been offered the position at Norfolk, but he has not accepted okay. it yet. 
because when we talked last a... week, it wasn't offered, but we were saying that just makes total sense. To yeah, because of now it's been offered. Okay, good. Good. And I was thinking about this more. I don't. I don't see him as the heir apparent to Brendan Hyde, but I think there could be a situation where after Norfolk, maybe a bench coach type of spot in in the majors or something. Okay, I think that's possible. Yeah, we'll see. I, yeah. I definitely think he's on the fast track to the majors. Yeah, I mean, I think clearly Mike Elias and and company really think highly of him. Yeah, right. Or he wouldn't be. Which working is weird with all because, the best prospects and moving up the ranks, yeah. Which is strange because Michael Elias doesn't like anyone who was here before him. Yeah, I, I agree. He's the exception. <laughs> so, so, I mean, even Alan Mills was let go. So, the yep. fact that Buck is sticking around is, is impressive. Yep. Agreed. Would it be weird if we had our, if our next manager was Buck? Oof. We had another second Buck. Another Buck. The second coming of Buck. Would it be weird if Buck Britton faced off with Buck Showalter? As the Padres and the Orioles in the World Series in 2023. I love the idea of, of Buck Showalter on the Padres. Yeah. I love Buck Showalter anywhere just because it makes all those nerds, those sabermetric nerds, yeah. blow their minds. No, you can't well, hire him. He believes yeah. in gut feelings. You can't do that. Yeah. Well, you know what? Today's the, today's the day they should have announced that. Because is there anything that's more embarrassing to the sabermetric people than the Rays losing to the Red Sox? Yeah, they hate that too. They I mean, they, too. They, the the nerds got beat last night. Yeah, yeah, uh, and the nerds do not want to see Buck Showalter hired. Yes, they, they I, want to see a a Harvard Yale grad go in there as manager. Yep, exactly. All right, yeah, you got any ball for today? Uh, yeah, I can come up with some ball for. I don't have the music because I don't have my soundboard here with me. I don't know. I thought I thought last time we talked, you said you know you wanted you got some no. stuff for ball four. If you know a ball four, we don't do ball four. I got ball I four. I mean, it's 8.50. We can wrap up the show right now. Dude, I don't think I told you that uh, last week after the show, or the day, I think it was the day after last show, I had given the guy some time, so I texted the PlayStation guy. Did okay, I, te- I, did I give you an there. update last Fine. week? You go there. I'm not going there. You can go All right. there. Uh, the response I got was, I have COVID. Ah, it took him a so, long time to come up with this one. Yeah, didn't, didn't use the excuse up to this point, so that bought him another week or so. He says he'll have it tomorrow. Yeah. So we'll see. That's where they play. That's the well, PlayStation. He can't update. give you the Playstations if he's in quarantine. Exactly. And exactly. you might need to set the Playstations up in a um, quarantine type situation for a couple weeks too. Right. Um, I can tell you this weekend I came back to Maryland, as you know. Yeah. Spent. A, uh, had, we had to go to a funeral, which but it ended up being a really nice uh, celebration and a good time. Right. To see a lot of old friends and stuff, but. Uh, also, had a good time with you, but I got to tell you about my plane ride home. Okay, I haven't heard about this. All because, right, go ahead. <laughs> because, we'll uh, call this ball one. Go ahead. Yeah, all right, so ball one is my plane ride. I flew Southwest home. Southwest, as you know, canceled 1,800 flights on Sunday. Yeah, you told me that. Yeah. But not yours. They did not cancel mine. They delayed it like 35 minutes or something. Slight delay. No sure. big deal. Um, this... W- Flying right now sucks because all the planes are crowded. The airports are crowded. You got to wear the masks the entire time. And one thing that, so I get on the airplane, no problem. I get in the first row, good spot. Nice. Full, you you full did plane. you get the you're in the A, a list. Yeah, I was on. Yeah, I'm A list. Nice. Uh, so I got in the first row. I sit down. I am worn out because you know it was a really tough. It was a really hard weekend. I didn't get much sleep. Yeah. I am so tired. So physically, I, emotionally draining. Gotcha. Exactly, exactly. Yep. So many hugs this weekend that just drained me uh, yep. emotionally, well, and then just tired hugger. because yep. I didn't sleep much. I am not a hugger, sure. and I hugged two hundred <laughs> people this weekend. Yeah. Um, I sit down, and I know immediately. Oh, I'm gonna fall asleep. Sure. Uh, so I, I adjust. You reach up and you adjust the little crappy AC thing, you know, that blows on you. A little air, little air going. Uh, especially because you got to wear the masks now. And, uh, true. I've not flown yet with the masks. Uh, yeah, and good luck with that. And if I don't, I'm the type of guy that if the room is really stuffy, I get anxiety. Mm. It's not fun, but I get it. Uh, Robin gets it too. Right. So I talked to her about this earlier today. Yeah. So I point uh, the air on me because I know I need that cool air blowing on me to be comfortable, especially sure. with the mask. Sure. You got to so be I, comfortable. Our sweet little strawberry can't get bruised. Right. He has to be comfortable. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, I do that. I lay my head against the, the plane wall. The, the woman next to you? Oh, the plane wall. Okay. The plane wall. Okay. Um, and I fall asleep before 
we even back out of the little gate thing. Yeah, you're out. I am out. I wake up in the middle of the flight. Okay. Where I am, my face is sweating. Oh, my. And I have that anxiety where it's like I can't breathe. And yeah. I'm like, what's going on? And I, re- and I look up to my air thing to see, like, is it not open? Is the air broken on this plane? What's going on? The lady next to me has turned my AC over to her, so she has two of them blowing on her. Oh, she can't do that. And because I was asleep, I guess she said, oh, he won't notice. I'm going to steal his air. Yeah, survive with the fittest out there in the yeah, planes. I know. Now I understand. So what do you do? Now I understand why there's so many fights on airplanes anymore. Right. It's because so there's so the many rude back. and selfish and narcissistic people on the airplane. And if you haven't noticed lately, I'm a little sensitive to narcissistic people. Yeah. I would so I never took, even consider taking the air from somebody else. Yeah. So I got up and punched her in the face. Well done. Uh, but and I got up and I, and I walked up to the bathroom. And I went in the bathroom, splashed some water on my face, used the bathroom, took my mask off for a little bit. That's the trick. You go into the bathroom, you can take the mask off. No mask one sees break. you. They don't have yeah. a mask check in the bathroom. My students do do that too at school. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I did that. Then I go back to my seat, and I sit down, and I move the air back on me. And then I, uh, I put on Sunday night football, and I watch the football game. As I calm down from the lady next to me stealing my air. air to make up for your lost I did, air? I, I should have, but I did not. I am a yeah. good person. Yeah. So that is my ball one. You got any balls over there? Um, I just finished watching the four, three part, four part. I don't even know the Mets doc, doc, documentary, the thirty for thirty with the Mets. Have you watched that yet, Josh? I have not. No. It's just fantastic. If you like baseball, it's just fantastic. It's um, a lot of Orioles connections um, from Davey Johnson to Lee Mazzilli um, to, you know, some Seinfeld, uh, you know, um, connections there too. And then, um, just so much you winning baseball and strikeouts and home runs and crack cocaine. It was just, it was pretty entertaining. And so, so um, a lot of strawberry, it made me, yeah, a lot of strawberry action in that one. It made me like the Mets, um, too, which I'm okay <laughs> yeah. with liking the Mets cause they're not the Yankees. So you can like, the Mets. I think that's okay. True. Um, but yeah, that's just a great 30 for 30. I love the 30 for 30s are always great, but especially ones about baseball. I just, yeah. baseball lends itself to just storytelling. And so I just thoroughly enjoyed it. You should watch it. All right. All right. My, uh, ball three. All right. Well, uh, last week I told you, I, last week I announced on here that I'm divorced. Yes. So this week I you decided. You can't use it again as your ball every week. Right. Okay. Well, and, and lots of, uh, three, three, sixers, single ladies sent me their numbers and all. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. That, that would keep on um, happening. That's yeah, just a normal exactly. reaction. Yeah, that's, yeah. Just, that's just how it goes. That's how it goes. Uh, but I did try to download a dating app. Okay. And Which one is, did you go with? I'm not going to, I don't want to go to that point right now. You, uh, won't, you won't share the app's name? Maybe next week. Maybe next week we can work on my profile. Okay. Because I downloaded the app. If I say the app's name and it's correct, blink twice. No, go, go okay. ahead. Um, it's creepy. Because one, I need to I need to go through my pictures and pick pick uh, the best pictures for me. And well, Josh, needs, uh, we're from different generations. We never had a freaking dating apps when we no, were out ex- there on the prowl. That's why I downloaded it. I said yeah. I, I'm I'm curious. Yeah. Um. So I I I, I uh so I downloaded it and I, I picked my pictures. I hope I hope the dating app you downloaded is Josh. It, did you know? I don't know if you know this. Coast to Coast AM, that old show with Art Bell, which is <laughs> yeah, the, the UFO show. Yeah, they have a dating app just for listeners and believers of UFOs and conspiracy theories that you should be a part of. Anyway. All right, that's creepy. Yeah, well, there's a dating right. app for it. All okay. right. I did not sign up on Tinder because that seems way too creepy. Okay. All right, so I went on a, a – I talked to some people yeah. and found one that, that people said this is a good one. Yeah. So – all right, so you go on and you got to pick out like five, six pictures or whatever. Of yourself. I don't of yourself. Right. I don't take selfies. Okay. I'm Girls sure you do. go through your Facebook, Instagram. There's pictures there. Then you have to like answer questions about what you're what you're looking for in a girl. Right. Age range. Well, a woman in your case, but okay, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. Age range, uh, yeah. religion, all that type of stuff. Yeah. You know, because you don't want like. You don't want people. I don't. I don't want it to try to connect me with people who I could be their dad. Right. So you set all that up, but then you have to like answer these questions about where they're like get to know you type things, where it's like, why should someone click on you? 
Mm. Why should someone click like to you? Ooh, like a resume type situation. Yeah, like things. Or uh, tell me two truths and a lie about you. So it's supposed to be like icebreaker stuff. Uh, And then um, one was like, uh, describe your your typical Sunday morning. So it's stuff like this that you got to fill out. Right, right, right. So I'm creeped out about about filling stuff out about myself and find and scrolling through and trying to find recent pictures of me when I don't take pictures. Right. Uh, so I took a new picture of myself, and that's weird because I don't take selfies, and there I am taking selfies. Right. So that I will have a picture to post on yeah, there. Yeah, you've turned exactly. to a different person. Exactly. I've posted two pictures on Instagram in the past couple of weeks, not because. I care about myself, but because I know I needed profile pictures to, for this stupid app. Yeah, and now all of a sudden so, Josh is taking TikTok videos in exactly. his room, doing dance moves and other TikToks. Because text messaging didn't exist the last time I asked out a girl. Yeah, you so, had to call the home phone, get through right. the dad, and then talk right. to the so girl. So it's a problem. So, so, anyway, so, so I set myself up. Yeah. And then it's the stress of if nobody likes you. What's wrong oh with my, my profile? You're, you're a 15 year old girl again. Exactly. Yeah. Then I get through all that crap. Then it gets me to where I'm supposed to like people. Do you oh, know so how? You can see all their info too, huh? Yeah, yeah. So now I see their photos and I see their answers to yeah. their questions, and then I click. And you can swipe right or left. Yeah, something like that. This yeah. app is not the swiping left or right. All right. But same concept. Uh, so you do all that. Do you know how bad it feels to judge people? <laughs> You're, I'm basically just sitting there judging people. Yes, no, yes, no, based on a couple pictures and a couple sentences about whether or not I like this person. Yeah, you're saying I approve you as a human being based on this profile pic and this, these yeah. two answers you answered. Based, yeah. based on what you do on Sunday mornings, I'm going to tell you whether or not I, I, I like you as a human. Yeah. It's the most dehumanizing thing. Yeah. Um. And I guess it's just a numbers game because it floods you with girls to right. like or not. And I'm guessing it, for the girls, it floods them with guys. Right. And it's just, it's, it's the worst thing in the world. It's like, true. I, that's, that's no way to go through life. It's, I don't understand. I mean, I guess it's just our world now. But yeah. it is, it's, so my, my, ball, my ball three is experimenting with data naps. That and it's just ridiculous, and I feel like an old man, and I feel like a creep using it. Uh, well, but well, it's, it's so the much different because right? if it was in person, you would get glimpses of not just physical appearance, but like how they carry themselves, personality, right. what, what they laugh at. But you really exactly. have none of that going on. No, you don't. So, yeah. so what happens is you can uh, you like someone, but they but say you like a hundred people, it'll only connect you if any of those people like you as well. Yeah. So then, in order to get a like, you have to like them, and when you like them, you can send them a little message, and then they need to match by liking you and sending you a message back, and then it's a and then it's a connection, and then you can chat back and forth. Yeah. So, it's completely weird and nothing I'm used to, and it's a it's it's a new experiment. That but people I'm do this, trying. Josh. One of the closest friends of mine found each other on Tinder, got married. Like it our, happens. Our sister did. Yeah. So. Uh, I talked. I did talk to Robin about it earlier today, but it's as a forty as a forty-one-year-old man. I'll tell you this: I I did it last week, and I didn't share with you over the weekend because I thought it'd be more fun to share with you on the podcast. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you what: I wasn't getting any likes. I wasn't. Okay. Well, I got some, but I wasn't getting many likes in Florida. Okay. I opened up the app in Maryland because I was bored one night and couldn't sleep. Is it sleep. like location based? I didn't realize it was location based. Uh-huh. So when I opened it in Maryland late at night, it was all people from Maryland. So uh-huh. I closed it and I went to bed. And when I woke up the next morning, <clears throat> I had four more likes. Oh, you're in the wrong state. Because and and I got comments with, "Well, I had to click because you're wearing a Ravens jersey," or uh-huh. "I like your Orioles shirt." Yeah. So I'm in the wrong. That doesn't state. do anything for the Florida for right. Florida girls. Right. So I've got right. So I'm starting to chat with some people, but it's really weird. You need to get yourself a um, Trevor Lawrence jersey. Oh, that's a um, good point. A Trevor yeah, Lawrence so, jersey. Um, who's the base? What's the baseball team down there? Is that, uh, is that the, are you doing Marlins, Tampa Bay? I think it's the Braves there? up here. Oh, Braves. Okay. I think it's the Braves. So you're right. I'll get a Trevor Lawrence jersey. Maybe a Tim Tebow. I don't know. Nah. <laughs> can I? Maybe a Mar. Uh, you. Maybe like a Marquez throwback. For the Braves, I could I could rock a Marquez jersey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To get get in with some Braves fan. 
Yeah, and yeah. I wouldn't mind dating a Braves fan because they're not a Yankee or a Red Sox fan. And in the National League. Exactly. National League. Exactly. I can deal with that. Yeah. So anyway, so that's my ball three. All right. I'll, I'll give you updates on that, just like the PlayStation update, as I creep out. Nice. Two good updates. Uh, yeah. My ball four, this yeah, game holds up well, Josh. You know how yeah. I'm spending every evening. Um, Mario Kart. That GameCube, that game holds up well. That was fun. That game holds up well. So yeah, you're, Mario Kart for GameCube is my ball four. We had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun playing uh, Mario Kart on the GameCube with you and Silas. Yeah. Uh, especially since I'm way better at Mario Kart than you, and you would get irritated that you couldn't beat me. Because mm, I think you played a little too much with, a, with Silas. I think uh, I beat you way more. How many no, times did you think no, you were about? No. How many times did you think you were about to win? And I snuck in at the last second. No, I would Happened say we're at like a, a, a six to four, five to four type. Very, very I think, close. I think it's like a twelve to two. Count. No way, no way. <laughs> I got the memory card. I'll pull out the memory card. Okay, pull that out. But yeah. you're right. Mario Kart on the GameCube stood out this weekend. It was fun. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's got to be fun. And it's got to be fun for you to be able to teach uh, Silas that. Yeah, and he's how a little scary, too addicted for my liking. That, that was obsessed. my question. How scary yeah. is it for you that he gets addicted to video games just like you? I know. It's like looking in a freaking mirror. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, son, you cannot be this addicted because it's dangerous to destroy your life. How do I know? Because I live this every day. Don't do it, son. Don't <laughs> right. do it. But at the same time, that's part of me. That's like 10% of me. The other 90% of me is, Emily... Whole dinner. We're gonna be playing video games. Right. Well, uh, we'll be down to play video games. Right. It's, all right, Silas. You can't play anymore. You got to go to bed. We've had enough video games tonight. You put Silas to bed, and then you go play the, the PlayStation until yeah. three in the morning. Exactly. Exactly. The only difference is between both of us is I'm an adult, so I don't have to go to bed. But he doesn't have a choice. That's the only difference. <laughs> exactly. All right. Let's get out of here. All right. Hey, next it. week, let's revisit our bold predictions. Do we have to? They've got to be bad. I know they're bad. So okay. Let's get it all out there. I'm gonna, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll do my to... research on mine. You do your right. research on yours. Yeah, I'll take some time this week to, to pull some clips. All right. Sounds good. All right, boys and girls, check us out. Um, you can follow um, Josh on his latest dating app, Grindr, <laughs> right. at Josh Sroka. So go ahead exactly. and follow him there. Yep, yeah. All on Grinder or on Twitter, at Josh Sroka. Or on Twitter, at Josh Sroka. You can slide. I believe the term is slide into DMs now. DMs yeah. are open. Yeah, my DMs are open. I think yeah. they are. Yeah. Uh, you can also uh, like us on Facebook and, and support us on Patreon. Um, go to section36.com, uh, hit that Patreon or support button. You can follow me on Twitter at section336. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Roca. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. And go Ravens. And go Brewers. And Braves. Sure. Let me hear
This Week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Oh, that new doctor is dropped at gorgeous. Oh, please, he's just another RV League educated surgeon with good hair. No, he's different. Nurses, we got a classy motorhome with a detached driver's side mirror. Meet me in the OR. Stat. Right away, doctor. No, 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 she's on break. I'll handle this one. Oh, you conniving little... When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates covered subject to policy terms. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. 